You're listening to the Midwest Bias Podcast, where we love Subarus, Tater Tot Hot Dish, and I-95 is a bingo ball, you betcha. <laughs> How's that? Does that work out, Kirsten? Why, yes, it sure does, Tony Kornheiser. Thank you very much for that. I am KJ, and welcome to the very special snowed-in episode of Midwest Bias. Thanks for coming back, and if you're brand new, welcome. Great to have you. First things first, two weeks in a row now, I don't normally give birthday shout-outs, but it's okay to be abnormal. And so, I want to say happy birthday, Minneapolis Lori. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Hope you have a great one. So this episode is chock full of Midwestern moments of the week, especially dealing with the snowfall, the historic snowfall. But I'm going to do something that I've never done, and that is refute myself ahead of time. I call this historic snowstorm we just had, later in the episode I call it, actually in all in one breath I think I call it, fear casting, and then I say it's a record breaker. So I'm going to refute myself, and we're going to talk about the snowstorm for the most Midwestern moment, or moments actually, of the week. It's the most Midwestern moment Until the next most Midwestern moment next week Or whenever I please All right, so I've got a, an article here by Twin Cities meteorologist Sven Sungard. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. The title of the article from Sven, Big Historic Minnesota Snowstorm? Question mark? Yes, it was. Sven Sungard responds to criticism meteorologists have faced. I'm not going to read the whole article, but I'm going to basically read the things that refute my claim that it wasn't, that it was fear casting and that uh, support my claim that it was a record breaker. Yes, this snowfall was indeed historic. I don't know what others think, but if an event happens at that frequency, literally a handful of times in a generation, I consider that historic. I think we tend to think of snowstorms as a quintessential Minnesota thing, but we actually don't get very many big storms. Snowfalls over 12 inches are not common. We only average about four snowstorms per year, and of the hundreds of snowstorms documented since 1884, only 4% of them have gotten to 13 inches or greater. In fact, a storm that gets to 13 or more inches lands in the Twin Cities' top 24 snowstorms in recorded history. This storm is tied for number 23, so yes, a top 4% storm. It also very nearly tied a 114-year-old record for the date. We received 6.2 inches of our 13.1-inch storm total from 12 a.m. Thursday through noon Thursday. Had we gotten 0.2 inches more, it would have broken the very old daily record. Now, Sven is talking about the Twin Cities. Of course, I can't find any official snow totals from my little town, but I think we got more than 13. Sven continues, And oh yeah, that 13.1-inch official observation at the MSP airport was just one of many observations. Go tell the people in Apple Valley shoving, shoveling out 20 inches of snow that this storm was a dud, or the 16.7 inches in northeast Minneapolis, or the 16.4 inches in Hopkins, the 17 inches in Cambridge, etc., etc., this was also the second top 25 snowfall we've had in the Twin Cities this winter. That's a major deal. That hasn't happened in 38 years, since 1985, and only four other times on record. 
And then he kind of just goes on to talk about how his forecast was pretty right on the nose and stop giving meteorologists a hard time. So this is a Midwestern moment of the week in itself because I'm going on and on about Minnesota weather. But the second piece, which is perhaps the most, most Midwestern moment of the week, is a story from CARE 11, K-A-R-E 11, which is a the NBC News affiliate out of the Twin Cities. And the title is Hilarious, which is in quotes, Hilarious Snow Picture from Shakopee Explodes Online. Shakopee is a suburb of the Twin Cities. And I'll read just bits and pieces of the article. Twin Cities resident Howard Bazinet and his fiancée were on their way to dinner Wednesday night, probably treating themselves after a day of digging out, when they rolled up to a stoplight and saw something you normally don't see every day. Quote, we pulled up next to the guy wearing skis at Dean Lakes Parkway and Mystic Lake Road, Bazinet explained to Karen Levin. He looks over at my fiancé and gives her a thumbs up. Then the light turned green and off they went. Bazinet says a jeep with a tow rope tied to it pulled the snowy stunt dude as he slalomed away right down the middle of the busy thoroughfare. Howard says they tried to take a video, but it was too dark. A still image the couple did manage to grab was used in a Facebook post that subsequently exploded with thousands of shares and hundreds of comments from folks reliving memories of childhood storms and wacky snow antics. And, yep, the picture is a guy skiing behind a jeep in the middle of a snowstorm on a busy road. Well, at least the guy was wearing a helmet. But yeah, this is definitely the most Midwestern moment of the week. And with that, let's continue with this snowed-in special with the Midwest guest co-host of the day. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you betcha she'll know just what to say. Well, yes, it is time for the best Midwest guest co-host of the day. It's the Hoffer. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a while since you've been on a segment other than the taste test. That's right. I have to earn my uh, taste test. Yes. So we'll start right off with an email from Bob Walsh. Okay. A.K.A. Quizmaster. Hi, Bob. KJ, I am sure that someone, probably Kim Wilson, has already explained that Ford and General Motors are two different, mostly adversarial companies. Your confusion reminded me of my first trip as a new lawyer to visit my firm's client, General Motors. When my assistant ran the travel arrangements by me, I noticed she had me down for a Cadillac, the GM luxury brand, as the rental car. I went back to her and explained I thought it was too big and too expensive and asked that she switch the rental out. Something got lost in that communication. I got into Detroit late. I was tired and just went through the baggage retrieval slash car rental slash hotel check-in motions, knowing I had to be up for an early meeting. So it was not until the security guard at GM's main gate asked if I was sure I was in the right place did I realize my rental car was a Lincoln, Ford's luxury car. (laughs) Fortunately, only that security guard saw me and my faux pas was unnoticed by the client. Yeah, that would be embarrassing. Yeah. And then he says, hope you are surviving the snow. First of all, yes, Kim Wilson did explain that. We'll get to that tweet later. I think you knew yes. that those two were different. Very different. And my father would be mortified if he knew that I made this faux pas myself. Well, just think about 
you know how oh, the, those stupid you're gonna go those yes. stupid decals pissing yes. on each yes. other yes you wouldn't have a ford yeah you're peeing right. on a chevy if they were from the same parent company or overall uh, yeah company. it was just a lapse in intelligence is it was, what it was. it was yeah it was just a maybe you needed a beverage at that time or something like that something so yes bob says hope you are surviving the snow well the snow is still coming down and I have a tweet here from Cody Matz. Now, Cody Matz did not tweet us. I just happened to show up in the feed. Cody Matz, Fox 9. We don't watch Fox. No. Uh, but it is a he's a weather guy there, apparently. So, dot, dot, dot. The winter storm severity index for this week has the Twin Cities in the extreme impacts category. That is the first time I've seen this. The rest of central and southern Minnesota in the major impacts category. category. That goes to show just how epic this week could really be. Now, I really just brought this out because I wanted to show you this map. Uh-huh. Because I always ask you every time the weather comes on, where are we? Because yes. they always show Minneapolis, St. Paul, but they don't show our town. And no. I can't, I don't quite know where it is on the map. So in this map, are we in the major impacts or the extreme impacts or where are we at? We're in the red. So major impacts, yes. not extreme. No. Just the Twin Cities is an extreme. That's interesting. Yep. Okay, so major impacts for us is... Expect considerable disruptions to daily life. Check. Yeah, check that off the list. Dangerous or impossible driving conditions. Avoid travel if possible. Widespread closures and disruptions to infrastructure may occur. You have had, what do they call it, an uh, online learning day on Wednesday and a snow day on Thursday? Correct. And you have been home. Yes, and I work both of those days. You did because you're not a teacher anymore. Mm-hmm. I suppose once a teacher, always a teacher, but you know what I mean. Yes. Now, the Twin Cities has extreme impacts, substantial disruptions to daily life instead of considerable. Oh, wow. Extremely dangerous or impossible driving conditions, not just dangerous. Mm. Travel is not advised versus avoid travel if possible. Extensive and widespread closures and disruptions to infrastructure may occur. Extensive and not just widespread. Life-saving actions may be needed. We know that meteorologists get excited about these things, Mm -hmm. but it just feels a little bit like fear casting. I mean, yes, this is a lot of snow and we haven't gone anywhere, so we don't really know what the snow, what the roads are like. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of blowing. There was a lot of blowing. A lot of blowing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I guess the first day, I think we probably got about six inches. Mm -hmm. I plowed that with our little four wheeler and that was sort of at the, it was that light fluffy snow, so it was easy, but that was sort of at the end of what the plow could handle now we're still waiting for the snow to finish for our plow guy to come out and plow Mm -hmm. and i think we probably got at least another foot overnight i would say so So at least nine nine to a foot so we're in the 15 we're in the 15 to 18 inch mark right now yeah i would say so i'd say that's pretty accurate yeah and it's pretty but not at the end of february yeah i still think it's pretty it is pretty but i'm done with it yeah we had really nice weather last weekend, and now we're back down to what, the teens? Yeah, and overnight, it's supposed to be in the negatives, which is going to be pretty dangerous for our youngins getting to school tomorrow. Well, maybe they'll cancel again. I don't know. Maybe you... a two hour late start. We'll see. I do worry about that. How does that work? Because 
you have how many snow days built into the calendar? Where are you at with all that? Uh, I don't know how many we have built in, but luckily for us, our high school, which is what they base it on for our minutes, we have about 15 minutes extra every day. So that adds up so that we definitely have a nice cushion there. Um, But we've had, I believe, seven snow days, five of them being e-learning days and then two actual snow days. Mm -hmm. Because nowadays the... I feel sort of bad because when we were in school, a snow day was a snow day. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to check in online and do crap like that. It was yeah. a snow day. Now kids can't have that. Or no. they can just, they've learned from the pandemic that you can just get online and learn. Yes. But it's not really the same type of learning, I don't think. No, it's different. Definitely different. But it's nice to have that option, especially when we have this many snow days. Mm-hmm. And this, the state allows you how many? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh. Uh, well, the state tells you how many school days you have to have in a year. Yeah. And then, so we just, we go extra just to make sure there's a nice little buffer there. But don't they give you, don't they have some sort of limit on how many e-learning days yes. you can have? Yes. Uh, yeah, you get five of those. Hmm. Uh, we may get up to five more. It's a it's a long story, but we, we may have some more if we need them. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, this is news to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully we won't need any more. We better not. It's but. the end of February. Yeah. And I know yeah. people listening, especially people from the outside that don't really live in Minnesota and know, they're like, well, doesn't it snow in Minnesota 12, 12 months out of the year? And aren't you used to this? And yes, we are used to it. And we do know how to handle it. But it's the end of February. We usually don't expect this type of snow. It's a record breaker, folks. Yes. And I'm kind of tired of it now although you did get new snowshoes and we mm-hmm. haven't really gone out so we're probably going to do that oh, this yeah. weekend i'm excited about that uh okay so anyway this was like maybe the most midwestern our podcast has ever been just starting right out of the gate about the midwest weather eggs i think it's perfect yeah it's fitting now we're going to go to the tweets from last week and you remember sandy Rody was on last week jolene's sister and we have a tweet here from jolene wochick at jmr w-o-j-c-i-k speaking of jolene she from nebraska columbus nebraska actually Mm. not ohio okay um she is in the dominican republic right now missing all this crap beautiful Mm -hmm. so jolene says great job sister i do have to get you on a technicality though Runzas are made with cabbage, not sauerkraut. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. Yes. And and Sandy... I, th- I believe we knew that. I think you yes. just misspoke. Well, did Sandy know? I'm I sure she... Sh- yeah. yeah. I'm sure she knew. Okay. And then we have Kim Wilson replying because there were two questions at Kim Wills 33. There were two questions from Adam Jameson. What is a Kim Wilson River beer mm-hmm. and what kind of truck does Kim drive? Mm-hmm. Now, I guessed a Ford or a Chevy and that's where the whole GM thing where I screwed that up. Mm-hmm. You had guessed privately off air. Yes. You said, I think she drives a Ford Ranger. Yep. Nailed it. Because here we go. Kim Wilson, I drive a Ford Ranger. Just got it in December. Okay. Oh, yes. One of the newer ones. Yeah. To KJ, for clarification, Ford GM, parentheses Chevy, and Stellantis, parentheses Chrysler. I've never heard of Stellantis. Are all separate companies. Yes, Coors Light is my river beer for the reasons outlined. Craft beer gets me too drunk too quickly on a six-hour tubing adventure. <laughs> oh, boy. Now we got Roomba out, so hopefully Roomba's not too loud because we're, we're going to keep going. Roomba's here to visit. Yeah, so 
I'm thinking this Chrysler just bought out Stellantis, maybe. I mean, Stellantis bought out Chrysler because I thought Chrysler went out of business. I yeah, Chrysler I did too. Quit. I thought Chrysler was also part of like Ford and Jeep and Ram, but maybe they're not all together. Well, I don't know if they make any more Chryslers. I don't think they do. Okay. I guess we need more clarification, yeah, Kim, do. from Detroit. Shoot. Uh, okay. The expert, please. And so Kim said she looked into getting a Maverick. Oh, really? Which okay. you and yep. I looked we at. We sure did. Um, but she said that they're not affordable leasing and she didn't want to buy a car right oh, now. okay. But she wants something with towing power to mm-hmm. tow. She wants to buy a camper. Now, oh, yeah. she doesn't have the same issue as us, so it doesn't matter to you, this Kim, because I think you're, gonna, you're looking for something to put on the, the actual bumper to tow on the bumper and not in the truck bed, which mm-hmm. is what we need with our fifth wheeler. The Maverick is a false bottom. So anybody out there wanting to tow a fifth wheeler with a Maverick, it won't work. Don't do it. Don't do yep. it. Same thing with a Honda Ridgeline, which I was kind of upset. Yeah, that's been Honda a nice Ridgelines one. get the best reviews as far as like you feel like you're driving a car, not mm-hmm. a truck. Anyway, we'll move on from trucks. Uh, Dave Clary at D. Clary Jr., I've always said, quote, friends don't let friends drink light beer, end quote. <laughs> but this sounds like a reasonable exception. I oh, don't know if it is, actually. I don't either. I mean, I get I get the reasons why she doesn't want to drink craft beer all the time when she's floating down a river. But, like, maybe some tea or something? I don't tea. know. Tea is way How about better like a soda? than Coors Light. How about, like, a soda? Soda, yeah. hard cider, no Coors Light. I agree with this, Dave. Friends yeah. don't let friends drink light beer. Well, cider has just as much alcohol as a craft beer, so yeah. that you can't really okay go right. unless you went with the light cider, which is also lame. I've had some light ciders yeah, in my day, and good. I'm not impressed. They're not good. No, I don't need a diet cider. Okay, update: Roomba is in one of the back rooms of the yep. estate, so we should be good for a little while. Now, we had a couple of tweets revolving around food from Will at Love That Aquarium D R N K E R. Um, I chose one of I chose one of them from him. He says. Maybe with a splash of sweet and sour sauce, question mark. And he retweeted a, a tweet, or he shared a tweet with us from Discon- Discontinued Foods at snack underscore memories. And it's a picture of this god-awful looking hamburger, I guess, but it's not a hamburger. It's called the McDonald's Hula Burger, 1963 mm. to 1963. They didn't even make it out of the year. Uh, a sl- Yuck. It's a sandwich featuring a slice of grilled pineapple and American uh-huh. cheese on a bun. The brainchild of McDonald's head honcho Ray Kroc, who was convinced that it would be a more appealing Lenten offering than a fried fish sandwich. He was wrong. Big mistake. I was, uh, yeah, huge that looks utterly disgusting it to does. me. It does. And is the pineapple deep fried or is it's kind of it hard to grilled. tell. Okay, it's grilled. grilled. But how gross is that? So you have a a, it's gross. a thick slice of pineapple and you have cheese on both sides of it. Gross mm-hmm. craft singles and mm-hmm. a bun. Mm-mm. Pass. Big time pass. I No, not even with a side of. Not even with a splash of sweet and sour sauce, no, Will. absolutely not. He also, I don't have it in front of me, but he tweeted something where they put mayonnaise and peanut butter together uh. on sandwiches and gave like six recipes. They were trying to, it was in the 60s and he he, had, he wanted to know if maybe Don Draper came up with that that advertisement or that tagline because it was like how you can put peanut butter and mayonnaise together and there was six recipes. No. Gross. I like mayonnaise and I like peanut butter. I don't like them together i don't think maybe no. i would uh, i'm gonna go ahead and say no on that one i i am too 
Yeah. In fact, I didn't mm. even want to talk about it. It was so disgusting. Yeah. Now we have another food tweet from Adam Jameson at Soft Toss Lefty. He says, what say you Midwest Bias Pod and Kim Wilson? Kim Wills 33. And you know how we've been talking about Pringles mm-hmm. and how they're on. I said they were underrated, but I don't know that they are since they were first in the Pringles Doritos commercials at the Super Bowl. Probably the only ones that were snacks like chips besides those corner poppers or whatever yeah, it is. I think you're right. Uh, but I still think they're underrated because you forget about a Pringle. Yeah. You know, go, you go straight to Doritos. Doritos or Cheetos or Fritos, yeah. my three faves. Mm-hmm. Doritos, Cheetos, and Fritos. Oh, my. <laughs> but Pringles, I love Pringles. I don't know why. I just don't, I just don't think of Pringles. But no, anyway, this either. is a, this is a, I, I think it's real. Okay. It appears to be Doritos in a Pringles can. And they call them minis, Doritos minis. What say you? Um, I say that's perfect. I, I have no issues. I'd give these a try. I would say that's ripping off Pringles because it's in a Pringles tube, it looks like. Yeah, I may, I know, but I don't care if they're ripping them off. I like Pringles for a couple of reasons. And and Kim said she liked them because they're supposed to be shareable, but that you can easily kind of keep them to yourself. Oh, yeah. You just... Get in that can and you grab a handful yep. of now Doritos. Yeah, but are they are they together like that, or this they is, they look like they might just be yeah. smaller Doritos just that tossed in, in there. there? Then I would not like it. Yeah, like a messy see, little package. I need to see inside the can. Yes, to to have a to lay out a better ruling. Yeah, I don't think they fit perfectly like Pringles do. They just fit so well together, and it. I'm guessing it's not the case. Well, I just assumed that if they were going to rip off the can, they'd rip off the layout of the chip. Mm. I don't think so. Well, if I they, guess we'll have to try it. If somebody wants to send those to us, I'm sure we'd, we'd try them. But what oh, I yeah. would say is that if they're not laid out like a Pringle, if they haven't done the complete ripoff, then I don't I don't see the point. Put yeah. it in a bag. True. Okay. We got that figured out. Internet doesn't always seem to work on snow, like big snowstorms. A lot of times I think it sort of takes up the cell phone towers. Hmm. And so that's why I decided to have you come in instead of trying to... Good idea. Uh, bring in a, someone who needs to call in so we're not using the internet right now. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. We're going to take a little break and then we'll be back and we'll test some beers. Yes. Taste test with the Hall of Famer. <sighs> okay, we're back. And yes, it is time for Taste Test with the Hall of Famer. Welcome back, Hall of Famer. Great. So excited. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about the snow in the earlier segment the midwest guest co-host the best co-host of the day that's right and michelle pendleton tweeted us she saw the weather forecast from minneapolis minnesota area and said hope you and the hall of famer are okay thank you michelle we are but in in my reply i think i said we had lots of beer so we should be okay (laughs) that's right we got that going for (laughs) us i think was which ed butt commented which is nice which is nice so we're going to taste three beers tonight, mm-hmm. but first we talked about this, we were waiting for the snow plow guy, our plow guy to come. He he came, mm-hmm. and I would like to turn this story over to you because I'm the fiery redhead out of the two of us, <laughs> and I just want to, this is basically like KJ's question, or maybe like KJ and the Hoffer's question. I think we need to know if we're in the wrong or in the right in our thinking on this mm-hmm. one. And we'd love to hear from the listeners. Mm-hmm. We need some help. Okay, so go ahead. And I will butt in when I feel like we need more information. That sounds great. So normally, 
my wifey here does the plowing. I've plowed a couple times. With the four-wheeler. Yep. So we have a four-wheeler with the plow. Well, we were supposed to be getting a ton of snow. So we didn't know if the the four-wheeler would be able to handle it. So KJ plowed yesterday after we had about six inches of snow. Yeah. Maybe and seven inches. And that was that was about as much as it can handle. Right. So then we thought, okay, well, we better have our plow, plow guy who we've had in the past. This is the first year where we haven't had him full time. It's just been whenever we needed him. So we asked if he could do it. And he has plowed for us one other time. Uh, we asked him to come and plow us out and then also widen our driveway where we have been plowing just to make sure that we have enough room because it was starting to get a little tight. So yeah. so he told us, yeah, I can do that, but it's going to be $60 this time. And normally it's $40 mm-hmm. a time. But I'll, I'll also add in here where we haven't, ha- that was the first time we had him come and that was probably a month ago maybe mm-hmm. because I'd been plowing with the four-wheeler and yeah, it was getting tight because otherwise if he was plowing all year, it was never, never getting tight because with his big truck, he pushes it way out while the four-wheeler will get stuck if I try to do that. So yeah, we asked him to widen it out a bit about a month ago because we were getting a lot of snow. Yeah, so he did that and charges $60. So we thought, okay, all right, that was spendy but worth it. And then this time he comes to plow and so he, he gets the job done and um, as he's plowing, he's like, all right, we'll, we'll leave the the check on the, on the door like we normally do. And he said, okay, it's going to be $60 this time. Yeah. And... Uh, KJ and I look at each other and I'm like, wow, really? Because he never told us that when, when I had set up for him to come and plow. No, he made it sound like it was the back to usual. He said mm-hmm. it was $60 because we asked him to widen it out. Mm-hmm. So you'd think that's because it would take him more time. So he needed more money. But he did not say this is my rate going forward. Correct. Continue. Yeah. So he's already plowing. He's already here plowing when he tells us all of a sudden it's going to be $60. So we had 40 in our mind because that's what we've been paying and he never told us anything different. So we discuss, okay, well, how are we going to respond to this? And I was okay with, with texting him like, why is it $60 this time? Because we just thought it was $60 last time because you had to widen it. So we did ask him that uh, via text. Which is very appropriate to ask why it's sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. Just explain yourself. So. Why is it sixty dollars? So. And we always communicate via text because mm-hmm. he is a very I would say he tries to avoid conflict and he's a very doesn't he's a man of hardly any words. Yeah. He's just a quiet fella. Quiet fella. Classic Midwesterner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we did ask him and then he said, Well, I was gonna charge more this year anyway. Because of uh, increased gas prices or something like that was his response. He just didn't tell us up front. So I did respond with, okay, we'll mail you a check. It Basically, it would have been nice or I would have appreciated if you would have told us that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Yeah, and we said we'd mail him a check because we had already written out a check for 40 thinking mm-hmm. that that's where it was going to be yeah. and he had already left by the time he responded to us yes and then um i went outside to work hard on removing all this snow this thick thick snow yeah 18 inches i'm thinking uh, yeah yeah today it was about it was about a foot today that i had to remove plus all this blowing and drifting and come to find out he didn't plow right next to our house like he always does well that's where we have to 
between the the house and the barn, there's like a little path there. And he always plows it and he didn't this time. And so it's really hard to get the four-wheeler out mm-hmm. without that path. And the four-wheeler can't really handle it. So we asked him if he was nearby so he could come back and, and plow that. And he he was not. He was already gone. So I asked if he could come back in the next few days um, when he's in the area to finish that area. And we have not heard back from him. He's Correct. usually very quick on the draw with his replies. Yeah, It's probably been two hours and we've gotten no response. But basically, I first of all, I think 40 to $60 is quite... An increase? That is. What is that math-wise? 20%? Uh, no, 20% would be about $16. So yeah, over to maybe closer to 25%. Yeah. And the second thing about that is the gas prices are way back down to where they almost were. So mm-hmm. you can't really use that excuse anymore. But whatever. He can set his own prices. Yes. But he just needs... My position is probably threefold. He needs to tell us before we hire him, before he's actually here doing the job, that he's increased his prices from 40 to 60. That's mm-hmm. one. Yep. Know what we're getting ourselves into. Two, you need to finish the job you've always done. Mm-hmm. He probably forgot. He probably didn't see it. Or maybe he was perturbed that we asked him to explain why his prices went up. Totally legit in my book mm-hmm. to ask. But then three, to say, oh, sorry, I'm not in the area anymore. And then just expect the $60 check when you didn't do the full job. He didn't say, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got to get back. I'll get back and do that. He, or if he wasn't going to do it, he maybe say, okay, yeah, this time let's keep it at 40 because I didn't finish the job and I didn't tell you my bad. You know, like Mm -hmm. he just, he just stopped communication with, nope, not there. Sorry. He's not responding to our, so I requested that you put in the text, because you're the one that texts with him. Yes. That you put in the text something like, please come back in the next few days when you are in the area and we'll give you the check then. Mm-hmm. But he's not responded. So, no. And that's kind of what we're wondering. Like, I, I don't want to hear people's response like, oh my God, you're quibbling over $20. That's not, it's principle yeah, here. It's, yeah. And it's the I, idea I think it. you need to treat your customers if you want to keep your customers I think you need to treat them. You need to tell them what's up. And I just, that's all I want to know. Mm-hmm. Are we, are we being kind of ridiculous here? Or do we, is this what you would normally expect from someone who has a job in servicing others in some way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, it's, I'm okay mailing the check and just being done with it and being, being done with him because I'm not willing to pay $60 for him to come and plow our driveway. No. So either way I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, with his service, you know, it's it's he's been great over the years. Yes, and um, always very responsive. Always comes mm-hmm. when we ask him to. So yep. there's a lot of good things that you don't want to get rid of him for, but that's such an increase that I don't forty to sixty per time. That's quite a bit of an increase. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Where we can do it on our own for mm-hmm. much cheaper, and we'll just have to do it a couple times, I guess, if yeah. it's if we're going to get a lot of snow. But yeah, they, hopefully we we don't usually get this amount of snow. Not in all we, one sitting like no. this. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we're at. Yeah. So you you're willing to just let it go, give mm-hmm. him the sixty bucks, and and yep. um, but let's just say if he had not finished the job, but he only was charging us forty like he should have, then I wouldn't have. Mm, yeah. Then I wouldn't have said, okay, well we're gonna wait for you to come back and finish before we pay you. Mm-hmm. But he irritated me. By saying, 
oh, it's $60 now after he's here starting to plow, so we can't say no. Yeah. That Take your plow and go home. Yeah, that did not <laughs> sit well with me, but I don't know. What did everybody else think? Yep. What do you have for us? What should we do? Yeah. Whew. Let's drink some beers. We I need some beer it. now after that. Yes. What Let's do we got? Go. We got three. Yep. And two of them are from Patrick Smith, correct? And one is from Ed Butt? Yes. And the one from Ed Butt is the one that you chose from Ed Butt. Correct. The Limoncello. Yep. Okay. She's grabbing them from the fridge right now, so this tells you they are going to be served ice cold. Or at least fridge cold. That's right. All right. The first one is from Ed Butt. And it is called Limoncello Sour. Mm-hmm. And it's from that same brewery, Weldworks, because, you know, he, yeah. he gave us the menu. Weldworks right. Brewing Company in Greeley, Colorado. And the uh, I do love the can, the artwork on the can. It is uh, a picture, at, well, a drawing of a lemon, a very pretty lemon, with artwork around it. Viney, viney artwork around it. Mm-hmm. Maybe some vanilla beans. I don't know. I don't know what flowers are, but they're pretty flowers. Because my, my wondering about what it is is because it has it's brewed with lemon syrup, vanilla beans, and milk sugar. Oh, I'm gonna so, like this. So I thought that might be part of the artwork, and then it has the Weldworks Brewing Company uh, logo at the bottom, which is. Uh, it kind of looks like a, a train going really fast, just the front of it. And it is 4.7% alcohol by volume. That's pretty low. So this mm-hmm. could be a river beer. Oh, well, if this tastes 5% better than Coors Light, it's worth it, I think. Oh, yeah. All okay, right. let's review the cheesy rainy system. Okay. Zero-ish. One, criminy. Two, oofta. Three, that's interesting. Four, Ah, geez, that's good. And five, you betcha. All right, so you poured this into the roux glass. Yep. Hardly any head at all. Nope, no head. And it does look like a river beer. It looks nice yeah, and light. it does. Kind I of a, like a blonde I ale. don't know if I'm going to like this. Yeah, blonde to golden somewhere well, Todd in there. Todd thinks you will like this. So does Ed mm, Butt. Really? Mm-hmm. I can't tell what I'm smelling. Maybe the milk sugar? Let's try it. Oh, that's that's really good. Oh, it is it a river beer? Woo. It gets you. Oh, there's an after factor. No, it gets you in the uh, buds. It's a good one then. It's linger. It, it is lingering. There it is an after factor, but, but it's it, a good after factor. So yeah. it's not an after factor. Yeah, that, I get. I need another sip. After factor of zero. This would not be a river beer. It's not like real laid back where you could just kind of and refreshing. Yeah, it is refreshing. Oh, very refreshing. Okay, I'm gonna give this a four point five. Oh, not a you betcha. Not a you betcha, but it is really good. Okay. I would definitely order this again. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it doesn't really smell lemony. It doesn't smell, well, not you vanilla-y. Do get, you do get a lemon kick. I don't taste any lemon in there. I mean, any vanilla in there. Do you know what it doesn't taste like or smell like? What? River beers, Coors okay. Light, and that crap. No, it doesn't. That was an aggressive pull there. I spilled some down my shirt. <laughs> she was excited. Oh, yeah, that is, I was going to say interesting, and that's the reason why we have number three. I think our buddy Elise, oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. 
I think Elise is the one that suggested we use interesting. Or maybe it was you. I don't Do you remember. remember? Nope. Interesting is something that we Midwesterners say a lot. Oh, yes. It is interesting. Does but it... it's got a higher ranking to me than the three. Oh, yeah. For sure. Doesn't It kind of reminds me of the beer that we had at Imminent Brewing at, in Northfield. We're really sour. Yeah, you've mentioned tart. this before. Yeah. I don't remember what that yeah, was. Yeah, I, I just remember liking it a lot and it... Gives me similar vibes. Hmm. I have taken a second, sec, second sip. It's very smooth. Mm-hmm. There is an, a zero after factor. Really? It's, it's lingering, but it's a good linger. Oh, okay. You have to let it linger. Four. Okay, good. Ah, oh, geez, it's good. Yeah, real good. Good job, Ed. I mean, yes. I know Hall of Famer ordered it, but... But you allowed us to. So you yes. You say, oh, you can't have that one. That one's disgusting. <laughs> All right, this next one, actually the next two are from the Patrick Smith. Oh, okay. Uh, this one is Ellicottville. It's brewed and packaged in Ellet, Ellicottville, New York, and Little Valley, New York. Okay. So we have a New York beer. Before yes. before that, we had a Colorado beer. Yes. I'm gonna so, go. I'm gonna guess that all three beers are non Midwestern beers tonight. Probably. So this one, I don't even know how to say it, so somebody can correct me on that. But this one, the name of it is Oops, All Berries Kettle Sour. It's not Ope? No. Oh, Oops. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a Midwestern uh, beer. Ale brewed with blackberry, raspberry, and blueberry from local farmers is at this, the Blueberry Treehouse Farm. Is this a sour, did you say? Yes, it is. Tart and juicy kettle sour, reminiscent of a wild berry patch, Brewed with fresh brewed uh, fresh fruit from local farmers. Mm. It is six percent alcohol by volume. Okay. I'm gonna like this. I, I think. think so. I think. Let's I think see. We're gonna fight Let's over see if it. it looks like a smoothie. Oh, I did not describe the can. Oh, I know you're disappointed. Well, yeah. so this one, uh, it's another drawing, and uh, it has the brewing company's label at the top, and then there are drawings of blackberries and blueberries and raspberries nicely around they're very colorful they're pictures aren't they are they uh, artwork i'd say it's artwork okay yeah kind of artworky yeah 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 it's very pretty very pretty okay, here we go i think we're gonna like this did you roll it no it didn't tell me to mm. it's not as dark oh, as i thought but it it's would a be. little thick like a little mini smoothie mm, it's hazy it's it, more ambery yeah and there's some head this is in the storm cloud brewing company glass yeah, this one is um, kind of a pinkish color. It, it's got some fruit color to it. I'm not seeing any pink. Okay. But, but it, yeah, it's hazy, a little bit ahead. I can smell the berries. That's a disappointment. Oh, no. I thought it would be more fruity. Oh. It's definitely more beer-ish with just like a hint of fruit. Let me try it again. Oh, that means I won't like it. Yeah, I would not order this again <gasps> because it's... It's more so like a, well, it's a, it doesn't say it's a sour, does it? You said it was a sour. Yeah, kettle sour. What is a kettle sour versus a sour? I don't know. Todd, <laughs> help us out here because okay. I, I don't taste much sour. It tastes more like your beer. average beer with just a little bit of fruit flavor. Okay, what's your number? Well, I had my hopes up. So, in looking at the can, I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So, already I'm thinking at least a 4.5 or 5. Well. So, after trying it, I'm feeling pretty bad about it. And, um, two and a half. Oh. 
We are going to fight over the limoncello. I just, it's, it's nothing like I thought it would be. Oh, yeah, I do smell berries, though. It says, oops, all berries. Um, excuse me, all berries are missing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, oops, all beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I get an, I get a definite berry taste. Okay, really? Yeah, there's definitely a berry taste, but it's mm. not, it's not smoothie style like I was hoping no. for. And it's, it's not a real strong fruit, no, right? But it's better than Coors Light. It's better than Summer Shanty or Shandy or whatever it is called. I disagree with that. I'd pick Summer Shandy over this every time. But it's still very beery. Yeah. So I'm going to go with two. Okay. There we go. Which is oofta. Oofta. Okay. That's, that is a disappointment when you look at that can, you're really into yeah. it. Now, you think the next and final beer, neither one of us are going to like. I don't like. think so. I think you'll have a better chance of liking it than I will. Okay. But I don't think either of us will because it's a dark, dark ale. It's not a, it's not a, a stout. But it gets some great reviews. It's some, won some awards. It says four great American Beer Festival medals, mm. two World Beer Cup awards. But do these people who test them at these functions, are they as good as we are? No. Like, no, they're not. Do they really know what they're testing or tasting? No, they should probably invite us next time. Uh, so this is from Devil's Backbone Brewing Company. That's interesting. Because Love the name. My parents used to live right next to Devil's Backbone State Park in mm-hmm. Iowa. And in fact, well, it's called Backbone State Park, yes. but the main trail, the main attraction there is called the Devil's Backbone, which I think they've actually changed it to just Backbone mm-hmm. because too many people have fallen off and died. Yes. Because it's way up there on the bluffs in the Driftless region. Mm-hmm. Now, we actually got married in Backbone State Park, so I really want to like mm-hmm. this beer for that reason. I do too. I do too. It is from Lexington, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So it's called Vienna Lager. Oh. So lager is... We'll see. Yeah, I'm not a big logger fan. But. Unless we're talking about like the actual logs. Mild, toasted, and caramel notes. Mmm. Yeah, so you may like it. Okay, so now we're going into this with both of us think we're not going to like it. No. Both of us thought we'd like the berry. And yeah, we I were, thought we'd fight we over that. we were underwhelmed. Let's see what we're, maybe okay. we'll be overwhelmed with this one. Let's discuss the artwork first. Oh, yeah. Um, lovely backdrop here mm-hmm. it's there's some it looks like a maybe a pheasant or something and it looks like oh just picturesque of uh maybe like a ski lodge and mountains in the background and some just nice green mountains and then darker mountains in the background yeah it's almost like are they talking about vienna austria here maybe maybe I might Google that yeah. while you're um, maybe. Let's see if there's it. anything about that. Okay, so it's five point two percent alcohol by volume. The color is amber. Mm. I'll be the judge of that, and uh, we'll see. Let's give it a go. Oh, that is pretty amberish. Actually, I'm surprised by that. I thought it would be darker. Okay, so I call the last beer amber. This is, yeah, this one's definitely more amber. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's. It's amber, for sure. Amber to dark ale. Not like black or brown, though. But, yeah, nice amber color. Uh, A fair amount of head, actually. Okay, not a fan of the smell. (laughs) I can't quite put my finger on it, though. Hmm. 
Well, Vienna, Austria is, you know, oh. like the capital city, so it's more of a huge city. But there's got to be some skiing in I, Vienna. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily skiing, but it's definitely a picturesque setting with some water and prairie. And, okay, here's a yeah, picture it's just of great. Vienna. Oh, yeah. I would I'd say at this, least the mountains and the water. Yeah, okay. So we'll right. go with that. Well, and, okay. the, and the architecture down here at the bottom. <sighs> it's... It's, it smells maybe like mildew or yeah. something. Yeah. Sweaty okay. socks. Yeah. All right, let's I've been it there. Go. I'm not going to like that mildew. Ooh, gross. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> after factor? No, yeah. yeah. That after factor uh, of what? Mm-mm. Uh, three. Oh, really? Oh, three. I've had worse. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it lingers. Oh, I can't. I can't even. I don't want to try it again though to figure out where it went wrong. But it's it's not good. It's okay. a point five. Oh, you're giving it more than zero. I will. I'm feeling right. generous today. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, I I can't tell what it smells like. I don't think mildew for me, but it's not a pleasant smell. Well, it's not necessarily unpleasant either. It's just beer. Mm. I'd say it's worse than that. Okay, here we go. Okay, I got the mildew smell as the beer came closer to my mouth, closer to my nose as I was drinking it. Yeah, it, this is what I think of when I think of a lager. Uh, that after factor taste of lager. I don't really know what to say. You <laughs> lager. Yeah, I guess I'd give that a three. Interesting. Wow, really? It's better, than, it's better than two. Now, if the mildew did not hit your nose... As it was coming in, do you think it'd be higher? No. Try another sip. I have to think the berry one is better than this, though, and I gave that a berry one only a two, I think. Yeah, I mean, come on. The berry one is definitely better than that. Yeah, I guess so. Let's go with one criminy. Yeah. That sounds more accurate. I liked it better than yours. Yeah, you, you said point five. Yep. So we're going to be fighting over the limoncello. Yep. The Vienna lager will be mine, and the berry will be yours. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, we're snowed in. Yeah, we're a little bit perturbed about this the plow guy. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have we'll be able to take care of these tonight. Oh yeah. We haven't gone anywhere in 2 days. No. No, we have not. Down to the mailbox. Big day. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining me. And I'll see you next central time. Sounds good. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwest Bias Pod. On the World Wide Web at Midwest Bias.castos, that's C A S T O S, dot com. You can email us your questions and comments, most Midwestern moments of the week, Midwest Mediator, and anything else at Midwest Bias Pod at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you're listening to this, you obviously found us. And lastly, I would really love a five-star review wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. Ooh, gross. <laughs> Ugh.